Night Trap. Mortal Kombat. Hot Coffee. Titles that the television said were unsafe for young minds. All those supposedly indecent, ultra-violent, scary video games bowed down to the true master of fear. Splatterhouse 3 for the Sega Genesis. A game so terrifying, they didn't even release it in Europe. 3 is the final chapter in a video game horror trilogy. Rick, the main protagonist slash anti-hero slash budding father figure, has to once again don the terror mask and enter a creepy mansion to save his loved ones. Inside, he'll wrench his way through a gore-fest of disgusting, slime-filled monsters that ooze and bleed at every turn. Just like Mortal Kombat, it was labeled mature for its graphics alone. But that's not what makes Splatterhouse 3 the most terrifying, insane 16-bit game of all time. It's the timer that really puts the fear into you! <laughs> What do I mean by the timer really getting to you? This time the stakes have never been higher, and from the beginning of each level you have a fixed amount of time to navigate the maze-like mansion and kill the boss before the timer runs out. You generally have five to eight minutes to do this, but all kinds of things are set up just to slow you down. Every time you get hit, you not only lose HP, but also lose precious seconds off the clock. Same thing goes for losing a life. There's actually some rooms where the entire point is to slow you down. Now, what's so bad about not completing a level on time? Well, if you fail to complete the first level in the time allotted, YOUR WIFE GETS EATEN! If you beat the first level in the time allotted, but fail to beat the second level in time, YOUR WIFE BECOMES A MINDLESS BEAST! And so on in future levels where monsters try to sacrifice your son David in some kind of demonic ritual. This is terrifying when you're a kid. Every one of those cutscenes gave me chills. If I, if I didn't make it in time, she's dead. She's worse than dead. She's eaten alive. I don't want to face the thing that's going to eat somebody alive. That's crazy. Splatterhouse 3 was also one of the few pre-Sega CD games to use a kind of flipbook technique to show real video. Its many cutscenes featured stills of real actors playing Jennifer and Rick. This was released on the cusp of the Hollyweird era, where a full-motion video was the wave of the future, and using real actors was seen as far superior to 2D graphics. Get ready, Beach Bum! They're coming, and they're coming fast! Unlike some of the games to follow in that era, I think shooting stills with a real terror mask and Jennifer really worked well. It really stands up to the test of time. The gameplay is the most fun out of the series. There's more variety of attacks, and Rick moves faster than ever. The levels, while maze-like, are non-linear, so you could zoom straight right to the boss, or take your time and explore the many hidden secrets. There's a handful of different enemy types with different attacks, which gets progressively harder as you progress. In true beat-em-up fashion, the first level boss becomes a regular enemy in the second level, and uh, everybody blocks more. Although it has a steep learning curve which may frustrate first-time players, you quickly figure out that there are two ways to play. Now, you could try to go through the game punching, headbutting, and throwing monsters like a typical beat-em-up, 
but you'll instantly find out that that is a slow road to nowhere. You'll wind up getting hit, and any kind of damage knocks Rick to the floor, wasting precious seconds off the timer. Not only do your regular attacks do little damage, but enemies attack in groups, from both sides and in close quarters. Now I'm getting my butt kicked, what's a gamer to do? Simple. The deadliest move known to man, the spinning foot of death. Not only does his handy maneuver attack to the left, right, top, and bottom, but it also lasts for a few seconds, which is great for nailing monsters on the attack. It does around triple the damage as regular attack combos or jump kicks, and it doesn't cost any HP to perform. Also, Rick is invincible while he executes the move, so if timed carefully, you will totally ignore enemy attacks while dishing out damage. It's a no-brainer. Experienced players might use it like a regular attack, minimizing the time it takes to kill bad guys and keeping Rick off the floor, permanently. Another great damage dealer is weapons. Scattered throughout the mansion and always in a room that is not in the fastest track to the boss, weapons do a ton of damage, even more so than the spinning foot. The only drawback to these is you cannot be hit while you have one or klepto ghosts will steal it and hide it in their closet which you can find and retrieve, but it's off the beaten path and sometimes hidden. Now here's a quick tip that I learned while taping this. The giant boarworm boss is pretty hard to take out in the time limit, even with the spinning foot. Unless you find the cleaver and hack your way to the fight. He's totally hosed in record time. Last thing. Picking up power orbs charges your super meter. One press of the A button transforms you into Monster Rick, whose regular attacks do massive damage. He also performs a Zangief-style spinning pile driver and a guts explosion, which is like a bigger, badder spinning foot of death. Only problem, when your meter runs out, or you kill all the monsters in the room, ugh, you revert to normal Rick and have to power up your meter all over again. So, depending on how you do, if you beat the clock or let your family be murdered, the game has five different endings. And thank goodness for passwords, because even with continues, you may be too frustrated to go on in one sitting. The ending totally brings the series to a conclusion. You see, the mask is really good. What was that noise? Chad, put the mask on. I can make your muscles expand. Hey, Mask, consider this a divorce. In conclusion, buy this game. When it comes out for the Virtual Console or Xbox Live Arcade, get it. You won't be disappointed. My final judgment, B+. One of the best original titles on the Sega Genesis and a great send-off for the series. This has been Chad Williams, filling in for Sasha 9. Get better soon, Lee.